I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So is this the Florida Gators year? Finally, their year to win the SEC. What the heck has happened to Michigan and Penn State? Up is down in the Big Ten. Should they even be playing college football during the pandemic? Does it feel like a real season? Right now, we're going to discuss all that and more with Tom Jones, a longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, my former radio partner, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. Okay, hey, folks, we're going to be having our very popular mailbag segment tomorrow. We'll answer any of your questions that you might have on the Bucks, the Rays, the Bolts, college football, you name it, uh, bring it to us, and we will uh, attempt to answer that. All you have to do is submit those questions online to us on Twitter if you'd like. We're at SportsDayTB, at SportsDayTB. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud, or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. All right, Tom Jones joins us now from the Pointer Institute of Media Studies. And uh, Tommy, uh, college football is, uh, well, it's underway. For some conferences, <laughs> it's just barely underway, like the Pac-12 and... Are you watching? Are you watching college football? I am watching. I know. Well, I know you love college football. We both love college football. Back Mm -hmm. back when I was a sports columnist, and and you were covering uh, pro football. Like Saturdays was our sanctuary day. It was like the day we could. Whether yes, it was. And there were a lot of Saturdays. You and I would travel to wherever, whatever city the Bucks were playing, and we would plan our day around going to dinner and going to lunch, going to Mm -hmm. dinner, watching college football. We loved it. And at home, when it's home. It's a great day. Home Saturdays are the best. Home turn it on are the college best. game day, college game day at ten o'clock. I have to watch college game day. Turn it off the TV at like when the Hawaii game's over. But, <laughs> BYU, yeah, right, right. But are you watching this year? I am, and um, it's been tough because, as you know, uh, Wisconsin. They finally found a quarterback. They played one game. I think the guy went nineteen out of twenty, and everybody got COVID. And started with him. I believe he was the super spreader. So. They have canceled their last two games. Now, I think they're supposed to play the Jim Harbaugh's this week. I don't know. Harbaugh said, I think we're playing. We haven't heard any. I haven't gotten a phone call from anybody. So I don't know where that stands. So that's been hard in the uh, the Panu Stroud household. But, uh, you know, early on when there wasn't much college football, you know who was on every week, and they still are? My school, Arkansas State. And Arkansas they're not State. good. They're not good. They have one really good player, but they're not good, and they're on every week. Um I've been watching Florida. I've been watching Arkansas some SEC Arkansas State games. college football is like sort of like the Korean baseball league. That's like <laughs> when there was no other <laughs> college football to, to watch. Yeah, there's nothing else to watch. You like oh, well, the first game was baseball. like Arkansas State yeah. and Memphis. I think was one of the first college football games broadcast. And I don't mean like ever, but like this year. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so uh, so I I have been watching. I've been watching Florida. Well, let me ask you this because. I had this conversation with Matt Baker, and I think we, we kind of agreed or or not. But So a couple of weeks ago, they're playing Missouri before they beat the snot out of Georgia. They're playing Missouri. And there's this thing that, you know, Trask got hit late, got hit badly under the chin, whatever, okay? Could have been targeting. You know, you see these plays happen, right? You're not happy about it. I mean, usually you get a bunch of offensive linemen that start diving on the guy or something. 
And Dan Mullen kind kind of goes out there and loses his stuff for a while, you know, like like he wants a piece of the other coach, maybe. And then he's going off and he comes back, and then he's going off the field and he starts inciting the crowd, which is a socially distanced crowd. I mean, he wound up beating Georgia, and it looks like he'll go to the SEC game. But I'm just thinking, like, I know college football is all about the coaches, right? They're the spectacle. They're the show. What did you make of all that? Did you Were you okay with that? Were you okay no. with sort of the – No. I'm not okay the, with any of that. And I, and I tell you what I've always I'll – I'll give you a phrase, Rick, that has always bothered – that always comes up when these situations happen. And yeah. everybody in Tampa Bay will remember it, the shut your yap. Yes. And that was the John Tortorella – when he was, and I, there was a lot of reasons he did that. He was trying to take sort of the deflect the, uh, the pressure, yeah, yeah, deflect the pressure off his own team. But he was actually really fired up too, and that was directed at Ken Hitchcock, who right. was the head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. And the whole problem that Tortorella was had was that he was talking to a player. Ken Hitchcock was talking to a, a to a lighting player, and John Tortorella was shut your yap. And I'll give you another example, Rick, that you remember very well, which was when you when Warren Sapp. And Mike Sherman was the head coach of the Green Bay Packers, yeah. and put they a got into on. it. Yeah, and so he said, "Put a jersey on." And but so that was issue- that was Sherman actually coming over because he had taken out. Uh, I think the guy's name was Clifford, maybe an offensive lineman, and hurt him. Right. Um, and they changed the rule. It was it was a legal block at that time, but it was like a crackback after an interception. And Sherman came across the field, and that's when you know that's when Sapp started yelling out, "Put a jersey on." Right, and and the whole point of that is is if you're a coach, if you're not. If you're not, if you don't have a jersey on, and then you playing. shouldn't be out. Don't go out on the field. Don't go yeah. out on the field. Don't yell at people. Don't incite yeah. other people to hurt. You know, or, or incite the crowd. I have a big problem. Look, I have no problem with the guy standing up for his own team for yelling at the yell at the referees all you want. You want to yell at the other coach after the game? Uh, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't love it. But I don't have. But see, that seem it seemed like it escalated though too. When you see your head coach out there doing, you know, kind of being held back. From, from something, right? then the rest of the players kind of go, okay, we're going to go. Let's go. We're going, you know? And so it, it was almost like, you know, a little proverbial gasoline on the fire there. Like whatever happened initially, you just ramped it up by, by sort of like Yeah, you're the coach, man. you got to calm right. that stuff down. You're supposed to be pushing guys back towards the sideline, right? Right. Not running into the fire. And I don't condone anybody cheap shots, but here's the thing, Rick, and you know this, you played a lot of sports in your day, is – a lot of stuff goes on during the course of a game that that not everybody knows about. So I'm not condoning again, not condoning anybody hitting anybody, but we don't know all the things that led up to that moment that during the course of that game, you can't have your coach going out there inciting problems. I'll give you another yet another example. Was remember the whole Yankee Rays thing where Chapman threw, you know, threw over Brasso's Brasso. head. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Kiermaier after after all that, Kevin Kiermaier was talking about Phil Nevin, third base coach of the Yankees, as the guy who's always over there yapping about something. Yep. Players don't like that stuff when when a coach because what is it? So if you're a player on Missouri, then you see Dan Mullen coming out there, and you got to hold. You know he's holding you. They're holding him back. What can I do to him? What am I going to do to him? Okay, he comes over to me. I'm a 260 pound linebacker. Right, and I could crush you if they let me. If you yeah, if they let and I, you go. No, then I'm a jerk if I hit you. Like mm-hmm. so, I yeah, I had I had a big time problem. With um, with what Dan Mullen did, I get it. You're standing up for your team. I don't, you know, he I, what it was a cheap shot or whatever. That's I get it, but you can't have your coach out there doing stuff like that. 
Yeah, and then, the, I mean, it was Halloween, right? The Darth Vader afterwards. And it just seemed like he was trying really hard to be the show. And, in fact, the next week, you know, they, they beat a really a pretty good Georgia team that doesn't have a great quarterback. But um, And now it looks like for all the world they're going to get the SEC title game and probably get Alabama, I would imagine. But I will say this, that Kyle Trask might end up breaking Joe Burrow's record. I mean, I've never – I mean, this guy, how many touchdowns are you going to throw what you, what and that and what an offense you have and and their defense was good enough. Uh, Georgia's not very good on offense, but man, they I mean Georgia was supposed to be really good on defense. They lit them up. I think they win the SEC, Tom. Over Alabama. Mm-hmm. Wow. Alabama, I like Alabama's quarterback too, though. Yeah, he's pretty good. Alabama's quarterback is pretty good. I don't know what the what the final four. So if they would, well, obviously if they win the, the well, SEC, you could still have two SEC schools. It just depends on the records and stuff. Right. But I mean. Yeah, I mean, look, we we can already say Alabama and Clemson are going to play each other. Would we be that far off? I mean, although Notre Dame threw a monkey wrench and everything, but they'll they'll have to play each other because this year isn't Notre Dame a uh, honorary ACC team? Yes, I so, here's the thing I don't understand. <laughs> did you okay? Did you watch the Notre Dame Clemson game? I watched most of it. I did. I will admit, I did not see the fantastic finish. At Somebody the end. explain to me why Trevor Lawrence couldn't play. I mean, he's on the sidelines taking a mask off, talking to guys. Like <laughs> at that point, like either. You, Rona, Tom. Rona. I get it. Why is he there then? Like I, the whole, the whole thing didn't air. make didn't make sense to me. You know. Anyway, yeah. I know but, the rules are funny. No, they are. But going back to my other point, though, Rick, is that I, I'm having a hard time getting into college football, and I don't know. What, there's a part of me that feels like no fans, no pageantry, no fans, no pageantry. I mean, the fans are what make college sports really so great. The bands. It's the yes. It's the, dun, 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 it's the one dun, sport that all takes getting used to, no fans. And and you've been at games. You've actually been at oh, the games. Oh, God, it's horrible. Like, if you go to – well, of course, it's like, who's going to go to a game? Like, hey, next time you go to a game with no fans – wait a minute. I, only I could say that. Right. When you go to a game with no fans, it is not it is not a, a football atmosphere at all. Like, I've – I've sat in the trop and they've played inter squad games. I kind of know what that's like. You can play baseball that way. It's not even though they wanted even some organ music and some some ambient noise. Football, weird, weird, and, and that not, and so, but it hasn't bothered me on watching it on TV because as you much. get the fake sound. I you guess know that that's all network that's done in in a high tech way, the way they would do it on Madden, and they they match what's happening in the action to the oohs and the ahs and the boos. But I don't, for whatever reason, watching college football has been a little bit harder for me. Now, I'll say this, and, I, and we, I've told people this time and time again, that as sports writers, we don't have rooting interest. We don't, there's one team that I sort of semi-root for, and that I've never lost my allegiance towards, Penn State. and that was Penn State. And they are awful. They're, <laughs> like they're, they're so bad. They're winless. They, they got killed by Maryland, of all teams. And You know how I feel about their coach. Yeah, and I great recruiter, friend of mine down the street, Frank the Beer Man. Same thing. He talks about him when he loves Penn State, and he goes, "But he recruits so well." And I'm like, "But he's the worst game day coach in America." I've he never seen be. a guy lose so many like games they should have won. They should have beat Indiana. Down, yeah, fourth downs. They don't know what they score when they're not supposed down, to score. You're not yeah. supposed to. Hey, nobody scored. Oh, he scored. Okay. Yeah, they they like, he he will find a way to somehow turn a ten point oh. lead into a into a one-point loss in the last three minutes of a game. They they've should have beat Ohio State a couple more times over the last yes. five Remember years. that one time was it McSorley? He ran McSorley. Yeah, it was a horrible third-down call. And he, and he had, like, the running back had rushed for, like, 4,000 yards Bar- Yeah, game. don't give it to Saquon Barkley. Yeah, let me think. 
Sa- Saquon Barkley for a yard, or no, we'll run my 160 pound quarterback. Yeah. yeah, I I get I get that, but here's the thing, Rick. I mean, it's I almost. And I, I don't know. I'm probably saying this because I'm watching Penn State. And Penn State, like half their, you know, they got their their best player, the, you know, Micah Parsons, the kid who's he's supposed to be a top five draft pick. He opted out already. They've lost running backs, so they, it's not really their their full complement. They're Penn State for God's sake. I get sake. it, but but here's a part of me. I, I watch them. I watch Michigan. I watch I, the Oof. Pac-10 ju- or Pac-12 just started up. It's almost like uh, I'm almost dismissing this season. It's like to me, it doesn't even count. I mean, really? Steve, you're, Steve follows Michigan. Like, it doesn't even feel like it's – I mean, it doesn't even feel like it's like uh, – does this season count? Are we counting it? Are we Are we doing this? Well, it definitely yeah. counts. I mean, I think <laughs> – you know, I think there's some players lost. I think teams that have new quarterbacks are at a disadvantage because um, yeah. you didn't have your spring practices and a lot of that leading into it. Well, you, get, um, you didn't play Akron to open up the first – Yeah, year. you also – yeah, you didn't play the Little Sisters of the Poor. You started right with, you know, league games and – you know, so I, I think it's very different, but I, it counts. I mean, everybody. I mean, I count everybody's, everybody's, Cup. I yeah, everybody's it, going through the same thing, so it's not right. like, not like you know, Penn State or Michigan had to go through something different than Ohio State or Clemson or Alabama. Here's my other issue with this, Rick. I almost feel a little guilty for watching college football because I don't know we should be playing it. I still feel funny about it, like we're having. Because when it comes to pro sports, those guys are professionals. They can decide whether they want to play or not. I think these college kids don't have much of a choice. I think they have to play. And I almost feel a little guilty that with coronavirus, we're putting – I mean, look at Wisconsin. They're canceling games. Notre Dame had that situation the other day. They've had to cancel a game, I think, right? Um, I feel – I just feel weird about it. Yeah, I saw the other day um, where – in, in the NFL, like the Patriots, I don't know how many fans they were having, but they're now shutting out the stadium and not letting people in. I think it's weird when you tell the general student body that they can't come to campus or, um, you know, they can't go to games. And, then, and you know, but then we've had this discussion about are the players better off at least getting some testing, sort of, you know, having that incentive to, you know, to stay stay healthy and do the right things and wear a mask and all that um, so that your team can continue playing and you're a good teammate versus what would the motivation be if you just said to all the college kids, I don't care who they were, hey, um, school's out, out, do what you want, wear a mask, social distance, we'll see you back here and name the day. Do you think that's better than than being able to sort of control these? Because you know how controlling to some degree, you know how controlling it can be if you're in a college football program. Right. Um, You could lose your scholarship. And there's a lot of things that those guys could do to you that aren't good. And I don't, you know, I mean, knock on wood so far, I don't know of anybody that's gotten real, real sick. Hopefully it doesn't happen. I thought by now it would have. There's been a lot of games canceled. There's going to be more games canceled that's going to happen in the NFL. This thing is out of control, by the way, Tom. I mean, it is. It is. I mean, the we're talking. numbers. Oh, yeah. my God. I mean, 1,000 people a day are dying, 100,000 people a day, just in this country. They're saying it could be it. in this country. It could be. We could be up to really soon 200,000 cases a day. Yeah. Think about that. I know. It's amazing. I think I saw the other day one out of every six million, one out of every 440 people, something like that. Are getting it. Wow. Are getting it at this point. Yeah. Um, So, and look, I get this part too, Rick. There are people's lives who are playing college football who are being changed for the better because of this. Like there were kids who weren't going to get drafted, who Mm -hmm. are going to have amazing senior seasons or whatever year they're in. 
yep. who are, are going to get a look and we're like, wow, I didn't know that guy was. Yep. I mean, I don't, I, I can't remember all of Jason Pierre Paul's college career, but I remember as a senior, he went crazy at. Well, he's actually year, a junior at last USF. Year at USF. He played. Yeah. He played one year there, and he had it was a transfer from a junior college in Kansas. He played. His with life Monte is Davis. different because of that. Everything changed. And his, you know whole, his entire life is I, It changed. felt like, by the way, when Jason Pierre-Paul, like if I said, hey, how many sacks did he have that year? What would you say? I don't know, 13, 15? It was like, it was like I looked it up. It was like six and a half. Oh, really? Yeah, it was, it was wow. some small. Unless I was looking at I the wrong column. I thought you were going to surprise me and go, you no, know, he had 29. I'm like, no, I, like I, unless I was looking at <laughs> the wrong column. But he was really impressive. Like he ran everybody down. He has these long arms and stuff. Like he, yeah, it changed his life. You make a good point. And, and I filtered down to the high school level and think about, those kids that lost a spring last year or those kids that lost, you know, different parts of their sporting year because I've said this many times on this podcast, if I don't play my senior year of high school baseball, I'm convinced I don't go, I don't, not only do I not go to junior college and then Arkansas State, I don't know that I go to college, Tom. My life is different. Sure. You know, and I, I worry and wonder about all those athletes that didn't get to play. And the same goes through through with college too, you know. There's gonna be a lot of guys that, but to answer your question, it it I mean nothing is normal in 2020. I mean right. just nothing feels the same, nothing tastes the same, even if you don't have coronavirus. Um, it just nothing is right. It's a little all off, you know. Um, I mean hell, even college game day, you know, they got yeah. my man at his swimming pool in Orlando. Right. What is that like? You know. You can't put the funny headgear on there. It just and I, I applaud. I think I think all these universities and all these conferences are doing the absolute best they can to make sure and everybody trying to be safe. And yeah, safe. I don't think they're being uh, careless, no, uh, or irres- irresponsible. But well, they just, got a financial stake in it. Absolutely, yeah. That's what I was getting at. Like, let's not act like they're in it for the good of the game and for the good no. of the kids. I mean, there's a lot when of money. When you hear like they're losing money, they are losing money, but they're not, they're losing the money that they would have put in the bank. I mean, like, they're still getting paid plenty. Right. You know, everybody but the player. By the way, I don't know, did you watch that Florida Georgia game at all? A little, there was not some as much as I. Gruesome hits in that thing. There's yeah. some guys got really busted up. Yeah. I've That's seen some a... violence in football this year, man. No, absolutely. <laughs> no Carnage. Yeah. The, uh, I've covered that game a few times, Florida Georgia. It's a fun yeah. game. It's a fun game to cover. Can can I give okay? Can I give first world sports writer problems here? Worst Please. food ever. <laughs> the Florida Georgia game? worst worst media meal in all of football. Is it Sonny's Barbecue? Because that's what it was. No, in I wish it was Sonny's Barbecue. No, I don't know what it is. Hot it's, dog hamburger. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, it, but it's kind of it's in that pan, you know, mystery like meat, with the water. But, but, oh God! Oh God! They boil it. Yeah, I don't. Can't I, boil I can't, the hot dogs. It's like the thing where they put the they get the buns and yeah. burgers and they put it underneath it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. And while they're and they put it water Kansas, while they're uh, Kansas Sterno. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So, just a side. It's it's bad as a real world problem, right yeah, there. Yeah, it's like what's like NFL, like Washington, right? Washington well, football you know team. Oh, the, they're, they're pretty bad. Yeah, San yeah, Diego when there used to be a team in San Diego. Okay, you had to bring up San Diego. So that was. We almost closed Jack Murphy Stadium. I think that's what it was called back in the day. I don't know what they ended up calling it, but we were there. We were there literally. I think there was one more home game. Right, me, and you, we were, and Greg Allman. Right? Me, you, and Greg Allman. The Bucks were playing. That was a year that uh, Cutter won five in a row and ended up nine and seven or something like that. And so we're in San Diego, or Santiago as they call it, which San is San Diego, which is <laughs> for something discovered by the Germans. Something about a whale. 
Um, so it, they had the worst. First of all, you know my palate. You know my palate yes. is not. It's not exotic. Okay. You're, it's just, no. And it's it's very. Listen, I'm Irish. Most of me, part of me. Meat and potatoes. Me. You're a meat. I'm, and I'm a meat guy. and potatoes guy. So am I. Typically. Normal. Yeah, and then occasionally, you know, maybe a whiskey, but maybe and a pasta, maybe pasta, you maybe pa- pasta. I can do, pa- but I can do, you know, American bistro, whatever, you know, like sure. I grew up hot dogs, hamburgers, steak, you same know, with me, all that stuff, fish. I like fish. I like, you know, yep. stuff you would find in a restaurant for five hundred, Alex. Which, by the way, <laughs> we can talk about Alex Trebek. Oh, I know. So, um, we're, we're so the Mexican. So we're we're in San Diego, which is close to obviously the border. Right. And so there's a lot of great Mexican, or so I'm told, in that area, restaurants and whatnot. Yep. And and very often when you go to these stadiums, they try to sample the cuisine. They try to give you a flavor of the city. You Kansas know, like city. in New Orleans, we would get, and I'm not making this up, in New Orleans back in the day, we would get gumbo. Right. You Kansas know? City, you get barbecue. Kansas City, you would get barbecue, right? So you get the idea. So they had this Mexican meal what was it was it a burrito was it a chimichanga like what i don't know it was yes all the above kind of mixed in together it was almost like a swirl of mexican like let's just throw all the meat and the cheese and the and the chips and just sort of yeah it was like a big make a stew out of it like a cheese ball of stuff like it just was bad it was just a mound of 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 mexican it sounds worse than what we're describing yeah it was way worse and it looked and my palate is like i i do like mexican this was not good it wasn't good. You tried it. I I, I was smart it. enough to know. You looked at it like that. No, if I took, if no. I ate that, I would not make it to the fourth quarter. Like somebody would have to tell me what happened. So I didn't eat it. One and I thing don't I, think we ate breakfast either. That we day. didn't, and I was starving that day. I was yeah. so hungry, and so the only thing I could eat, and boy, you won't find this in many press boxes, red velvet cake. <laughs> Who in the hell? I mean, like, how does this even come up? Like, okay, um, yeah, Mr. Catering Man, sir. Yeah, right. Yeah, this is uh, the uh, San Diego Chargers, right? We got a game at yeah, the Murph. Yeah, right. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Mexican? Yeah, okay, sure. Talk. Uh-huh. And chimichanga. The Mexican yeah. potpourri stew. Yes. The potpourri stew. And, and how about a dessert? What kind of cake? <laughs> Red velvet. Red velvet? Not familiar with that. That's not like chocolate or you don't have like just big, okay, red velvet then. Red velvet cake. It's funny you remember that. How could I forget? Because that's the only thing you ate until we went out to dinner that night. I was so hungry. It was not a good, yeah. It was was not not a good day. But yeah, press box food. You know what was interesting with the pandemic? We've been getting boxes. Really? Yeah. See now, Raymond James, for those that don't know, it's it's considered one of the better, that's one of the better meals in the league. One of the better. Yeah. Maybe the best. Pretty good. Pretty. They good. had a rule back in the day when they first opened that stadium. The rule was, and they've kind of modified this a little bit. Was uh, no hot dogs, no hamburger. We're not. Do- we're not doing hot dogs. Like you can't find them in this press box. Their whole thing was we're gonna have a carving station. Now anything with carving station is usually pretty good, right? right? It can be turkey. It can be a, a big slab of of uh, prime rib. It can be you know pork roast beef. They'll bring out the meat, right? And so I, all that went away, like, because it was COVID. So the first time we went in there, I'm like, ah, this is, you know. And they had box lunches, and it was sandwiches, right? Like, you'd, you'd have a variety, or 
like one day they had kind of a gumbo. Can't even describe really what it was, but it was like kind of a, 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 like a rice and, and thing, meat thing. And, and this was in a box and you could pick the box and you had different choices. So that was it. So I'm thinking, well, you know, football in the 2020, I'm sitting here with a mask. At least I get to pull the mask down to eat. And I, I hear, and like, just real quick, well, I can hear everybody out there growing oh, up. Poor baby. Oh, you got a poor switch, you get free food. Well, but see, that's the thing. They always talk about the free food. But I was going to compliment them because now we're back to slicing stations, even oh, yeah? during a pandemic. Yeah. That's great. Impressive. Yeah. So, Red Velvet. By the way, we're there for like 10 hours. So, yeah. Yeah, we're it's the only meal we eat. Like, right. Forever. I got out of that press box the other night. You can appreciate this time. It was one forty in the morning. Yeah, eight twenty start. Got yeah. home at two. To bed well, at just think of, think we were still doing six. radio in those days. We go straight to the station. Well, I slept at the station to. a couple times. Yeah. One time you slept at the station. Yeah, yeah. Crazy life, but yeah. So I don't know how we got on this tangent. College football. So well, because I was talking about to, Florida, Georgia, and talking the about the worst cocktail party up in up in uh, up in Florida, Florida. Greatest Georgia. cocktail party slash Georgia worst experience. food. I was covering the Gators, and they were playing there. For my first Florida-Georgia game, and I'm going to come, and they said, well, you, you know, it's hard to find a hotel room. And so, so I was kind of way out. First of all, the airport in Jacksonville is 100,000 miles away. And we used to fly into Jacksonville. Now I wouldn't even think about it. I always drive. But we used to fly into Jacksonville. So I flew in. I rented a car. I don't know, must have had money flowing all over the place. But ended up at a, uh, I think it was a Ramada, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Ramada. Yeah, Ramada. <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, by the way, okay, I'm going to tell another story. <laughs> What's it, the greatest Talking hotel? About the, the Nothing greatest against Ramada. If you guys would like to do an endorsement deal, I'll tell you how good it was. It was it was fine hotel. Clean, plastic cups, all that. So what I didn't really appreciate, maybe as much as I should have, is how much drinking goes on before, during, and yes, way after the game. Right. So the game is over. It's late. I don't know what time they started. Maybe three thirty, four. Like I'm back at this hotel. It's got to be. It's got to be well after midnight. I'm telling you, the party's just starting at this hotel. These folks were up at until five o'clock in the morning, and I had to catch a plane like at six. I had no idea how this how this. Those are blue. No, that's blue chip. Those those are five star. Those are five star uh, tailgaters right there. Big time tailgaters, and they were coming. And you could see them. Like there's just like this migration from Georgia, the Georgia border, and then sure. Florida, it was it was interesting. No, you mentioned hotels. I just had to mention real quick, mm-hmm. okay? Because this, to me, I still think this is the funniest thing that I've ever seen in the last week or two or whatever. But yeah, I don't, and I get it. Like, if you voted for Trump, and I, I, I understand. But yeah, I don't care. Even if you voted for Trump, this was hilarious that they had this press conference the other day. They're supposed to have it at the Four Seasons, and they have it at four, four Seasons Total Landscaping. <laughs> Rudy Next Julia. to the adult bookstore, Rudy Julia, yeah, out there in front of a rototiller or whatever, like that. It to me was hilarious. Tell me how that happened. I don't know how. Did, that did somebody say, "Hey, book the Four Seasons," and they literally booked this place? Is that even because at some <laughs> point you would drive up there and go, "This ain't the Four Seasons." Like you would either cancel the press conference, right? Right. Or you'd go find another hotel someplace, wouldn't you? Well, and now and then there was, of course, all kind of like memes on the on the uh, oh uh, the on Twitter the other day talking about. Yeah. How the next one's going to be in front of a Ritz at a Ritz Crackers? <laughs> There's a bunch of Ritz Crackers <laughs> behind her. Yeah. Anyway, I just Ritz. had to mention because it was so funny uh, to me. That is so. Fun. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you voted for. That's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, it's hilarious that that actually happened. Yeah, what well, did? 
Back to college first, football. The, back to college football. So, um, so but I no, think I guess I, I, I mean I'm watching it. SEC I think Florida's good. Yeah, I, I'm watching it. I I feel a little guilty about watching it. Yeah. I don't. Let me ask you this though, Rick. Let me ask you about your boy Jim Harbaugh. I asked mm. you and Steve both. I mean, my, my good friend Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, your good your good buddy. You hang Who out, I hung out in Hawaii. Hawaii with. You're yeah. Hawaii buddy. Jim Wives Harbaugh. are close. Yeah. I mean, is he going to make it there, or is this season kind of like, so. yeah, it's a COVID year, so we're going to kind of not. Yeah, I mean. That's what I mean about sort of like, does it count? Or are the coaches who haven't bad times this year, James Franklin? I think you can get Are they going to get a pass this year? For this? Listen, Indiana's winning the Big Ten. Don't tell me everything's <laughs> normal, okay? I mean, I mean, Rutgers is like done second place. Think I mean, Greg Shiano, Greg Shiano Rutgers beat Michigan State, right? Who yeah. then crushes Curb stomped uh, Michigan. Michigan. And yeah. then they turn around and get clubbed by who Indiana. Or no, who'd they play last week? Iowa. 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 Yeah. Get beat a hundred to nothing by Iowa. Yeah. The Daisy Chain thing is hard to figure out in the Big Ten, but I think Indiana undefeated is still the champion. And they cat it their quarterback uh is the from, from, from here, Tampa. Right? Penix, yeah. yeah, Michael Penix Jr. Penix, yeah. So, so I mean, cool. but the, I mean, so but the guys that are having a tough go of it, the, and like like James Franklin, he's fine. I can't tell you about, but Franklin. Harbaugh, like the, he's I would been have on fired Harbaugh Franklin for a couple years, years. right? Harbaugh, but the problem, was, I mean, Harbaugh is just that he can't beat anybody in you know up Any north. Good. Like can't beat Michigan, <laughs> right? Can't beat Michigan State, and and has no chance to beat no Ohio State. We can never beat Ohio State. I think at some point they get them. But here's um, what a lot of these coaches have going for them: how many athletic departments want to pay buyouts? Oh yeah, that's a big deal now with in college with, football. with the the revenues down and no fans in the stands. How many want to how many want to pay buyouts when you got to hire another Who's coach? Scraping that him? up, yeah. Now yeah. Harbaugh only has one year left on his contract after this, so the buyout's not much. In two years, where will Jim Harbaugh be coaching? <clears throat> NFL, probably the NFL. Think so? I do. I I would have never said that because I thought he was going to be at Michigan for life, and he may still be. It's just that it hasn't gone well. Well, here, here's here's what I think's happened with with Harbaugh. The game changed, and he's about four years behind. Really? Because he, he was st- doing spread option stuff with the 49 well, He was, right? but he came out to college, and he was trying to do Andrew Luck, Stanford. He never had the quarterback for it. Yeah. Now he's starting to adapt his offense, but it's not nearly where Alabama is now, Ohio State, Clemson. It, it's, it's more progressive than it used to be, it's but he's, st- he's still several he needs, years behind. He needs yeah. explosives, yeah. Now, how fair is it, though, to like, okay, we're going to judge him on how he does against Ohio State. I got news for you. Nobody beats no. Ohio State. You know? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a tough yeah, go. Yeah, but my, there were my, Michigan teams that did, though, Tommy. I know, but, if, yeah, but, but, who, but, else, but who else in the country is beating Ohio but, State? Like, but, there's like two teams lately. in the country. No, the Michigan, the Michigan teams were beating Ohio State when John Cooper was the coach who couldn't coach. He could recruit. He had great athletes. Couldn't coach. But Jim, Jim Trestle and Urban Meyer were great coaches. Some of the best ever. Ryan Day seems to be a really good coach. Yeah, and they're on. They're and they have the better athletes. Now. They have better athletes and a better coach. I mean, Ohio State back in the back in the eighties and that in mean, nineties, Ohio State had better athletes. They just weren't as well coached, and they lost. I think they have more five. I, I, I'm not. Don't quote me on this, but I mm-hmm. think I heard this. They got more five star uh, recruits than the rest of the Big Ten combined. Well, and, and the thing is, is, if you look at most of the best teams in college football have great high school programs in their state. You know, Ohio, Ohio, if Ohio just takes all the best players from Ohio, they're going to be damn good. Much like sure. Florida, Georgia, Texas, Alabama, tremendous high school programs and athletes. Michigan doesn't have athletes. 
You're lucky if you get a five star out of Michigan, or even a four star. What? There, there, there's not many four or five star football players coming out of the well, state of maybe Michigan. The high recruiting school. services are bad up there. There's got. I mean, that's still. A, a I'm not good saying there's football. No, not nearly what Ohio is, Texas, and so that's if you're Michigan, you, Notre Dame has the same problem. There's not enough good athletes in Indiana, well, Indiana so they have to yeah. recruit nationally, and that's harder to do. You know, Ohio can put a wall up around the state of Ohio, and if they keep most of the best players, they're going to be in good shape. And then you go out, get a couple guys from Texas and Florida and this, and add to it. And there's a recruiting advantage for schools like Florida, Alabama, Georgia, uh, you know, Ohio State. You know, when, you, when you're in a state that's got huge col- or high school football, and great at California's got a lot of great athletes. Sure, um, you know you're at a recruiting advantage. It's not an excuse; it, it's it's a fact of it. And so, if you're Michigan, you've got to do a better job recruiting nationally and getting those guys let, to let go. Let me there. ask. You, let me guys. Let me guys. Let me ask you guys this. So, Jim Harbaugh, Michigan may be getting tired of him. Is he getting tired of Michigan, or do you think he would love to stay there forever if he could? It's hard to tell with him. I mean, I think if you asked him a few years ago, he wanted to stay there the rest of his career, but. Uh, you know, you know who, I who think knows? his dad's a big influence on. It. I think his dad yes. would like for him to mm-hmm. stay there. I don't know that you know that that's ultimately. I mean, I'm, probably, but, I'm not trying to speak. For know, him, the but. other thing we've known about Harbaugh is he kind of wears out his welcome everywhere he's been. Yeah, but college is a little different, it, and I and well, I mean it in this sense that you are the the king. You are the well, king in college. Like you're bigger than the president, and it, mm-hmm. and, and but but you, you can know, wear out your welcome with the athletic department, and the boosters. If you don't win, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know exactly if, if that's the case up there. I, I Look, I think if he wants to stay, he will. He's still – here's what he is. I mean, this Steve. program's still a lot better than it was the seven years prior to him under Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke. Well, I was going to say, so here's, what, here's what he is. Do you want do you want someone like a Rich Rodriguez or do you want a celebrity as, as your mm-hmm. head coach? Because everybody knows who Jim Harbaugh is. Right. Everybody. If I start listening to college football coaches around the nation, how long before I mention Harbaugh? Mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty quick. Yeah, he's top ten, sure. So I mean, forget about whether he's won or not. Mm-hmm. Just recognition, you know what I mean? Just somebody that I know. Yep. Right. So he's he's just so damn such a trademark that I don't know. I don't think they get rid of him right away. I mean, anything's possible. But I, I could see him walking away too. He'd be the yeah. type of guy I could see. If, I used if he's to tired think that. Of, if he's tired, I'm not saying he will. I don't yeah. know if he's gotten there. I used to think that, but then then when he went to Michigan, I was kind of led to believe that he's there for life. Mm-hmm. Like if they'll have him now, I don't know that they'll have him, but I tend to think he's there for life. I mean, the name you keep hearing is Luke Fickle, right? Which would be interesting because he played at Ohio State, coached at Ohio State, even was right. the head coach for a year between Jim Trestle and Urban Meyer when Trestle got booted out in May, right? Before the next season, well, he's going to get a top job for sure. And he's doing a hell of a job at Cincinnati. Yeah. But that's the one that I mean. Okay, so you you brought up a name who's a legitimate candidate. That's the one thing where people always yell about. Oh, they need to fire this guy. I'm like, okay, fine. Who are you replacing him with? And I used to hear that all the time about John Cooper mm-hmm. when before the Lightning won a Stanley Cup, they should fire John Cooper. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Who who are you replacing yep. him with? If you're Michigan, if you're going to fire Harbaugh, you better know who your next head coach is. But wait a minute. See, you've always said this, and I always had the biggest argument with you on radio, and I still say this today. Okay, who are you replacing John Cooper with? Excuse me. Who was John? Who the hell was John Cooper? Yeah, nobody knew who this guy was. Mm-hmm. He was some dude in Syracuse, and before that, he was it's in Texas. No, mm-hmm. it's a fair point. I mean, point. there's always great coaches 
There's, you know, well, but he was he was viewed as an up and coming coach at, at Norfolk in Syracuse. I mean, he won. Didn't a, say he wasn't, he, but you know, the general yeah. public do. I mean, sure, you, you know, they had. There's they, always they, an up and coming. Didn't coach they go to a yeah. Stanley mm-hmm. Cup with a guy that no one thought would get fired? What was his name? I forget already. Guy Boucher. Guy Boucher. So well, Guy they Boucher, almost went to the Stanley Cup. No. Yeah, they went well, okay, went to the Eastern Conference Finals game seven, lost one nothing mm-hmm. Boston. Right. All right. Yes. Right. Yeah. I'll tell you where I was. I was waiting for my son to come back from East Lake. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm in the car. And so they fired Guy Boucher. And here comes this John Cooper cat. And I know people in hockey knew who he was. I didn't know who the hell he was. So mm-hmm. don't tell me. My point is there is always. But in college you know, at a, a Michigan, Ohio State, uh, boosters in the revenue that comes in from boosters is, is important too. In the pros, that's not as important. I just always still think the boosters. That, I mean, the boosters are going to be the ones buying out your coach. Well, which no, means because they want, the end, if, if they're going to, if they're gonna, the players are the deal, not well, the sure. coaches. I mean, well, yeah, but, but in college, if you're going to buy out Jim Harbaugh, then right. you're going to the alumni, going, "Hey, we need money to buy him out." Which they're going to go, well, "Who are you hiring?" Or you're going to hire the next guy. Yeah, and, and, and if you bring in the guy that no one knows, they're not going to be as willing to give you that money to buy yeah, him. Out. But, but uh, yeah, unless, unless it's unless unless it's at a point where you know if you're at Rich Rodriguez when you had to let him go, or Brady Hoke where you had to. Yeah, you know, but right, it, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you don't have to let Harbaugh go. No. I mean, you 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 might be happy. You might be unhappy that he's not beating Ohio State, or that he loses every or, other year to Michigan yeah, State. One and two at this point, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, I mean, let's just say it's a, a normal year. Yeah. I mean, it, it's funny. Like, I think a lot about this, Rick and Steve, when when we think back about the Jim Levitt days at at USF. Mm-hmm. And Jim Levitt had a pretty good deal going here. He was winning eight games a year. Let me ask you now, this. What, what if he had never left? And I, forget, I'm not going to try to go re-litigate the case and all that. And, right, know, and him and hitting all, a kid and all that stuff. Okay, what I, I, I but, get, but, okay. If, but I don't think that's Levitt, why he got fired, to be honest with you. Well, it might I think he got fired because he was only winning eight games a year. And only not, eight 10. games. Listen right, to right. Said. That's my point. That's exactly my At point. At one point, that's they what were with Jim Harbaugh. the nation. Right. And if I'm Jim Harbaugh, it's people are unhappy, but they're going nine and three, ten and two. Right. But it's the two that they're losing. They're like, oh my gosh, I can't lose. I can't well, lose it's, you got to beat Ohio State every three, four years. I mean, you can't go <laughs> eight years or, or like beating. once. You yeah. got to beat them once. Well, yeah, I mean, you know. no, I get that. I get that. But my my overall point is that, and the same thing happened. Like I agree with you, Rick. Like as somebody who follows Penn State closely, James Franklin drives me crazy sometimes. Worst game day. But I also know that where they were heading before. I mean, Bill O'Brien came in, took over after the whole mess with Paterno. Hey, you get him again and kept (laughs) no kidding, (laughs) and sort of kept them afloat. But I like there was a time where like at Penn State were winning like like nine, ten games wasn't enough. I actually think it's pretty good now. Like I'm happy with. Now this year they're not going to do that. But most years they're in contention for the big for you know it usually comes down to a game or two. You know, if they they lose to Ohio State or whatever, I I just hate to see guys get run off necessarily because, you know, and I and I, you're right about you're asking about Jim Levitt, like I, if Jim Levitt had stayed, would this program be further along than it is now? I or think would it be they a would. Consistent winner. I think they would. I think Skip Holtz ran it into the ground. I think they caught lightning in a bottle for a year with with uh, Quentin flowers, Quentin and, flowers, yeah, and and Willie Taggart, and now they're back to the. Skip Holt stays again, basically, and now this Jeff Scott's trying to figure out how to rebuild it. I, th- I think he'll be a good coach, but it's going to take him several seasons. Right now, if Jim Harbaugh or Jim Levitt were still here, I mean, would they would they win 10, 11, 12 games? Would they be UCF? I don't know, but they wouldn't be where they are now. I don't think. It's interesting. I, I 
I don't, I don't know. I profess to know either. You were talking about Michigan a while ago about when they used to win, and you know, the, some of the coaches like. So Lloyd Carr used to beat Ohio State, and he didn't know whether he should play Tom Brady or Drew Henson. So how, how smart was that guy? Well, but he was I going mean, up against seriously? John Cooper. Like I said, John Cooper could recruit. He couldn't coach. <laughs> I, I, okay. I, I said it for years in that rivalry. If Ohio that State, was one if, of the. By the way, that Ohio State. Like I went yeah. up one time the, the, the year that. Um, I don't know. I, I was doing the NFL instead of the Bucks or whatever in '95, and had my son, and I was going through some. That of the was Eddie George won the Heisman that year, but Biakatuka ran for 313 yards in that game. Yeah, they were, but they went mm-hmm. up there to they they played Notre Dame for the first time in a hundred okay, yep. years, mm-hmm. and that damn team. I mean, you talk about star power. Oh my God, the players mm-hmm. on that team. I mean, that had to be like Eddie George, right? Yep. Um, David Boston, David Boston, the wide receiver. Uh, God, I I should be able to name like five or six. Like, mm-hmm. was Galloway on that team? Might have been. Jo- it might have been Galloway. I don't know. Ninety five. Yeah, it could have been Galloway. Anyway, they were loaded, and they and they hadn't played Notre Dame in a hundred years, and Notre Dame was okay, and it was Keith. Like that was such a big time. They had so much talent on that football team. I was like, how does Ohio State get all these guys? Terry Glenn was on I, that team. I don't think they won a national title. No, they didn't. They didn't that year. Uh, Eddie but George won the loaded. Heisman that year. Yes. Because Michigan yes. beat them uh, in the last game. Michigan won it on the – Michigan, one. and that was a freaking all-star team. I, I don't think I've seen a better college football team. Sean Springs was on that team. Sean just Springs looking at, was on you know, Just going through the roster real quick here. Yeah. Mike Vrabel. Luke yeah. Fickle was a player <laughs> on that Vrabel. team. Mike Orlando Pace, offensive okay, lineman. Now, now, just old. now you're just trying to make me. Now old. you're running yeah. up to score. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's, a, but, he's a Hall of Famer. But I always said about those teams, uh, Antoine Winfield, senior, was on that team. <laughs> um, if Ohio State, Michigan. Wait a minute. If, I, covered, I covered the kid's father? Yeah, yeah. I didn't even know this. <laughs> if Ohio State, Michigan was played in October, Ohio State would have won a lot more of those games. Because I, I think as the year went on, Michigan got better because they were better coached. Ohio State had the talent. They didn't get better all year. Yeah, they were just a lot of talent out there making a lot of plays. But as the season it's, goes on in college, particularly better coach teams can win later in the season. Yeah, Early in the season, a, talent wins. To have a rivalry, you got to have both teams win. You can't just have it one sided. It's not a rivalry. Depends which side you're on. Well, okay, <laughs> I suppose. But you know what? You know what's interesting though America. when you talk about getting like if we talk about getting rid of coaches or whatever. I mean, look at Florida and just. Sort of the, the the revolving door they had since Spurrier left, mm-hmm. and you and you look at a guy like okay, Urban Meyer. I think he can coach at this level. I mean, he, you know, he'd come from a couple small places, went you Bowling know, Green, and Utah, yep, and Utah. You bring him in, and like okay, he was clearly could coach, but then you look at a guy like Will Muschamp, like he or you know he he had a resume coming in. He was the next hot guy. You brought him in, did work. Jim McElwain. Jim McElwain, you could almost look at what he did. You know, Colorado he won two, State. He won, how about at Florida? He won 10 games twice. Did, right. No one even noticed. But you bring him in, it's like, nah, didn't work. So you brought in guys. Mm-hmm. At some point, you're taking, you're, you're, you're taking risks. Like if Michigan mm-hmm. were to let go of Jim Harbaugh right now, and you, you hear Luke Fickle. Yeah, I think Luke Fickle would work. I've heard P.J. Fleck. heard that mm-hmm. name. I think it would work. But you don't know. I know what I got in Harbaugh, at least. Just... You got a celebrity coach. I got tenant. Yeah, celebrity coach. You can't beat Ohio Har- State. Well, but nobody beats Ohio State. That's my point. Who's beating them? Yeah, the, he needs to. And and the thing is, is, Jim works it really hard. And if he calls you, and I, see, some people are like, well, is he getting too old to relate to young? But no, he's not. He can relate to anybody still. 
you know, he's got young kids himself. He's he's perfectly relatable. It's just you just haven't put it together for whatever reason. Like, I don't know if it's his coaching staff. That's the other thing. Like, you got to understand how important those coaches are in, in at every level, but particularly college. Because if you, if you don't have the right guys, man, you know, you can't do everything. There's just so much. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. What's going on? Let me ask you about another coach um, who I think is a really good coach. I don't think they're going to win a national championship. I don't think they'll ever win a national championship I, for – I don't know why I say that, but I don't think they will, even though they have a good team this year. Brian Kelly. is Brian Kelly's still a pretty young guy. I don't know that – does he – now, is that a good – does he stay at Notre Dame for the rest of his life, winning I don't think 11 so. games, I, going I, to Final Fours? He, fours, might, but he might have to, Tom. Like I think Brian Kelly has done everything except put a sign in his yard that says, please get me out of Notre Dame. That's what I think. And is, is he, is he sending – like, is he – Hoping that years, NFL teams drive by and see it yes, or other colleges? No, NFL. Yes, NFL. I, I, I can't explain why. There was an opening, I think, after maybe Dirk got fired or or maybe maybe it was, I don't know. Yeah, I think it was Dirk. Where I, got, I blindly, I got a call from a, a media buddy of mine in Chicago. And he's like, hey, I was just at Notre Dame. I'm just telling you, I had a conversation with a guy over there. Like, you know. And I, this is completely off the record, so I don't know if it was true or not. I was like, Brian Kelly, you know, he want, he's either going to be or he is considered a candidate for the Bucks job. And I ran all that leads out, and it turned out they hadn't even talked to Brian Kelly. But there was a headhunting firm that, that maybe the Bucks had hired that was going around trying to identify potential college coaches that might make that skip to the NFL. And I've just always felt like he's going to go to the NFL and, and that – you know, he's just one national title away from getting that opportunity. Um, and I don't Which know. Which I don't think I'm at. not sure is ever going to happen at Notre Dame. But yeah, I, no, they strike me as couldn't it happen this year though. I mean, they just yeah, beat, could, they beat but, Clemson without Lawrence. But I mean, yeah, you had to go to overtime. I guess. Yeah, well, it counts. They no, have the same no, recruit. They have the same recruiting issues that like Michigan and other schools and, and states that just don't have the players, and it's hard for yeah. them. Yeah, right. I mean, you have to recruit nationally, which is a lot harder than. You know, putting a wall up around your state. I is, and maybe I don't know. Maybe that's a good job. I I can if I'm a college football coach and I can coach at Notre Dame for thirty years, win you, ten games a year. You also have tougher admissions there too. So there's a lot and, of players. And they, they can't seem recruit. to understand that. Like their boosters, I know they mm-hmm. want to win a national championship, but they seem to understand why if you don't win it all, why you don't win it all. You know. So, uh, but I've yeah I've always thought that here's a guy that might might get a look at some point. At the NFL level, seems like a pretty good coach, and seems like a decent guy. I don't know. Well, he's done it at several places too. Cincinnati before, you know, he took a perfect season in Cincinnati and did the Gator Bowl or the Sugar Bowl against Florida back in '09. Right, and that's when he went to Notre Dame. And he did it. Well, it was one of the the coast, uh, one of the directional Michigan schools before that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one, but what about and babe, before we go, Rick? Let me ask you about two coaches. Let, let me ask you about my our guys, uh, Raheem and Dirk. What's their futures hold? Um, 
Raheem, I don't Raheem's going to be a head coach again someday, right? I I hope so. I hope he gets that chance. He's doing a pretty good job, you know, as an interim guy. He should be four and zero. They blew a lead um, in his second game, but they're three and one since he took over, and they're playing they're playing better. Um, they tried to blow a game on Sunday, but Matt Ryan had like a perfect uh, rating. Look, there's talent on that team. There really is, and you know, Raheem is not the thirty two year old, you know, guy that you know would one of the guys. One of the dudes would go out and drink and have have dinner because he was a young man himself. And you know, when you go to seven seventeen North or whatever, you see a lot of your guys out there. You know, out in Howard and different places. So he would he would always get this you know sort of you know hey the coach is you know out partying with but and and there was some of that. I I just think it was just they went to the same places at times because Raheem was very was young himself. In fact, some of his players, including Ronnie Barber, was older than him and he hung out with Rondé. Um, However, that went down, and it was bad on the GM side, bad on the owner side. So, you know, he he lost his gig. He was only 32 when they hired him. I don't know that he gets the Atlanta job. I know Rich McKay a little bit, and I know that it probably pained him to to fire Dan Quinn because all things being equal, you talked about other jobs. The first thing that happens when you fire your head coach, the game plans get worse, not better, because all those guys in that building, they know what? I'm fired too. Unless you're hiring somebody on the staff, and and you know that's somewhat rare. It happened here in Tampa and other places, but you know they 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 start looking for jobs. I mean, that's what everybody with the Atlanta, and that's what's so impressive about Raheem is doing. Everyone seems to kind of still be doing their job, and I do think he'll get another interview, and I think he's earned it. You know, those are, they still got to play Atlanta twice, man. That's those are not gimme games at all. Dirk, what's Dirk, what's Dirk's future hold? I mean, Dirk's Dirk's a play caller. That, that's I don't think Dirk will be a head coach again. I didn't. He told me he wasn't going to coach at all. And right. then some, somebody said, "How about three million? He goes, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> and he was still getting. By the way, he was still getting paid by the Bucks. So that three million became seven million, or thereabouts. That so works. when you get the double dip, you know what I mean. <laughs> all of a sudden, it's like, yeah, you know, I remember we had that nice condo out in Buckhead. <laughs> we'll probably still get that again, can't we? Sure, for a couple of years. Okay, let's do it. It's a good play caller. Um, didn't help them in a couple of games earlier this year. Hurt Dan Quinn. Might be one of the reasons he's fired is that they had big leads and rather than just run the clock out and win the game, which should be the object, Dirk uh, Dirk threw the ball a little bit <laughs> and no clock ran off. And then, lo and behold, the comeback happens, and so you're standing there going, well. And, of course, all he can say is, well, we put up 37, we should have won. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't see Dirk becoming a head coach again. But Raheem, yeah, maybe. That's too bad. I miss Dirk. No, you don't. No, I don't. I'm kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't miss him at all. You two crazy kids didn't get along. Didn't get along at all with Dirk. And it was from, and the, get, it was like from Jump Street. It was like the first preseason <laughs> game he won. He did not at all. And he, and the funny thing was, like, he, we, he and I got off on a bad – start and i think he was i think he confused something you wrote with something i wrote i'm pretty conv- i'm pretty sure of that i got i don't know what you're talking about i got a long gray with him <laughs> i'm telling you i think the very first job right out of jump it's true Street, i wrote i you wrote, wrote a, something like i wrote them a story. Being boring or something i don't know no, no it wasn't boring well, here's what i wrote so they had played two preseason games and they came out and you know how the first team only plays a series or two and then the second game they played right. maybe a quarter and and all I wrote was that, you know, the way you start games matter. 
and they had like two of the worst starts. They had a fumble. They had, you know, like just no first downs. Like they just didn't have any energy. They just, they kind of were flat and they got worse. And so they're playing the third preseason game. And I had written this about, you know, seasons have momentum, games have momentum. You got to generate your own momentum, that sort of thing. What do I know? I've only covered football for 30 something years. So the game was over and, and they, uh, the first two weeks they played preseason in his tenure. They didn't. I don't think they won. Or yeah, I don't think they won. And then they then they played Cleveland. Cleveland, who was really bad at that time. It wasn't right. the Baker Mayfields. It was just Cleveland, and they curb stomped them like they could score twenty eight in the first half. I think, and all the starters played. It was a third preseason game. So yeah, that's when I think he confused you with what I. Well, had basically, written. you wrote whatever. Yeah, was, I wrote, what about those fast yeah, And, I, and I basically was like, yeah, Stroud's right, yeah. Yeah, but, but basically. <laughs> but, then, but then he cornered me after the game. He cornered you and said, I didn't even was, know that, was, was that fast about... enough for you? And we're like, huh? Wait, I what? I was like, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> and then it went downhill. But Yeah, then it went downhill. Those were the days. The dirt no, days. those were the days, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I liked them. I got along. Here's I, what's uh, funny. You, you know, know who I got fun? along with of all the coaches since Raheem? You know who I actually got along with the best? Yeah, I know who you're going to say. Greg Shannon. Mm. I got along with Greg Shannon just perfectly. I got fine. along with him just fine too. No, but, he was fine. Yeah. And the day he got fired, remember he met with all of us individually and had he rented a hotel. He rented a hotel ballroom. Yeah, and it, yeah, it wasn't the Four Seasons uh, <laughs> lawn service. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It was an actual. It was an actual whatever nice rest, uh, nice hotel. But man, yeah, he met with all of us, and I, I like I said, I liked him. Now he may have been a, like kind of a BSer at times, and no. sort of told you what you wanted to hear. No. <laughs> Whereas Lovey just had nothing but contempt, you know, for, or, or disappointed. Dirt. I go back to discouraged, <laughs> disappointed. Now Tom, now, don't Tom, go lead the charge. We're going to lead the charge now, Tom. But we I, did have yeah, the, I actually, the greatest sound bites drops that we had, by the way, back in the day were Lovey Smith. There's no question. Is this Tom? <laughs> is this Tom? <laughs> well, yeah, but I actually like I actually like Greg uh, of all of all of them. Greg. Really? I got along with Greg the best. You didn't get out there much, did you? For Greg? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Really? Yeah. That's mm. the columnist then. Okay. Yeah. I'm just checking. Oh, we were <laughs> Oh, I see. You that was a rhetorical question. <laughs> you weren't actually asking me that. Yeah, no. I think I know. Uh, I think I remember all I know is that last year, man, there's been a couple of years I've covered the Bucks that were special. And I always told you this special good, special bad, and oh, yeah. we've had mostly special bad. But mm-hmm. um the one the I think it was Greg's last year where you had uh, in no particular order, the captain's vote. Remember that Josh Freeman in, in first game he sleeps in, and in, in, you know Levante David gets a penalty. They kick a field goal and lose to the Jets, and um, you know uh, Shiano supposedly rigged the captain's vote so that Josh couldn't be a captain. And <laughs> Josh is going staying up all night doing stuff, and ended up on social media. And one thing leads to another, and then and then uh, Mercer, you know, so we we had Mercer. We had we had Freeman, who then ended up in the inactive suite. I didn't know what that was. Right, it was a suite for inactive players, apparently. And then he asked for a trade um, before Monday Night Football on TV. And then they toes up, on the line. They had toes, they had on, toes line. on Kellen Winslow. Then they ended up uh, releasing uh, Freeman, and right. it was just it was a crazy year, newsy year, but crazy year. 
Remember, remember the game they played? Uh, was it, yeah, this was Greg's first year. Was it, I think they played the Giants and they had the kneel down <laughs> where they come flying oh, up. Well, flying that was, that was a, I believe that might have been either the first game he ever coached or certainly the first road game, but it might have yeah, been the first yeah, game pretty, he ever coached. After, yeah. Yeah. Tom, and, uh, Tom Coughlin, Tom Coughlin <laughs> just went for the handshake and almost threw a haymaker at him. You know, and, and then like, that, was when, that was when Greg uttered the, the famous. Um, I guess they don't watch a lot of Rutgers tape then because they watch the tape at Rutgers. We're like, whoa, 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 hey, big man, you're in the NFL now. We don't talk about college. It's the NFL, not for home. long if you keep bringing up Rutgers, yeah. <laughs> and he was so funny because he was like, I'm never talking about that. After today, this is it. I'm not talking about this again, okay? Yeah. Uh, I, I, we did it at Rutgers. No one gets to determine when the game is over. We're going to fire off the ball. Yaddy 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 yaddy, right? And that's when you know Gruden was like, "There's a certain etiquette, okay? You know, a certain everybody's debating this." And some people were like, "Yeah, good for Greg." I mean, you know I think what? I wrote that. I think I wrote yeah. that. Good for him. You probably did. And so, um, as it turns, as it turns out, nobody wanted to do it anymore. But he was like, "I'm not talking about this again. It's the last time." And then he proceeded to do every show during the so week. See, he went on NFL Network the next he day. He was on NFL Live. He was on Sports Center. I think he was on the Today Show. It was unbelievable. Like every time I looked up, it was Greg saying he was never going to talk about it again. And um, yeah, he was the talk of the town. Tried to put the NFL on its head there for a while. Mm-hmm. But teams are back to kneeling down, which I like. Yes, because ends the game quickly. So what do we got? Uh, what do we got coming up at pointer.org org uh, this just week? Trying to get to Thanksgiving, man. Just trying to get this. <laughs> yeah. Just trying to get to a break, please. I don't take think a break. So when's the inauguration? If there is one, January twentieth. Maybe if there is one, there's got to well, be one. January twentieth. Hey, Maybe Trump. <laughs> no, right. Uh, it's gonna. Could, it'll be. It may not be who you think. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, it'll be fine. Uh, January twentieth. Yeah, January noon, so January 20th. 20, 2021, January 20th. Yeah, 70 something, about 70 days away. I, I read where Pfizer has a potential vaccine, which Yeah, could be, be a while. Though. Could be a while. Well, that's, could be a while before we get it or could be a while before Could be a while before it. we get it, before it's widespread use. Yeah. But that's but, I mean, well, I I'm not a I'm not Fauci, so I don't know all the details, but Yeah. Um but it might be a. But it's a good news. Certainly good news. I mean, we weren't even convinced up until now that that we could find a vaccine for it. Right. Some so, some viruses you can't. Apparently, there is there could be a vaccine for it, which is the first step here. So that's good. Yeah. It's good news. Well, you'll have plenty to write about because, um, as you know, okay. they're still counting votes. So, <laughs> to, I mean, that's what they're doing. Make sure you check out Tommy at uh, pointer.org, p o y n t e r. And uh, hey, we were back to back. And better than ever, Tom Jones, Rick Stroud, Rick and Tom. Appreciate you, Tom. You Thanks, buddy. Show after, yeah, that'd be a good yeah, right. for a show. Should Rick and Tom. Maybe do radio or something. And Steve, yeah. And Steve, and Steve. Thanks, and, and John Gruden, man. I tell you what, man, we need to do a show the three of us together. And I was like, yeah, we kind of do already. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, fellas. See you. Back-to-back shows with Tom Jones. I feel like I am doing radio again. That was a lot of fun. So we'll have him on again shortly, I hope. Uh, Hey, folks, uh, just remember, tomorrow we're going to have our popular mailbag segment. Uh, We'll answer all your questions 100% correctly. You just submit them. They can be about the Bucks, the Rays, the Lightning, college football, you name it, anything. We will answer it. And here's what you do to submit those questions. Just go on Twitter to us, at SportsDayTV. At SportsDayTV is our Twitter handle, my Twitter is at NFL Stroud, or you can reach me online at rstroud at tampabay.com. For Steve Burstink, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 